Casual Sex is going live. Come see hosts Carrie Cohen and Leslie Harper's Witty Banter in person while they deliver stellar sex, love, and relationship advice. Finally get answers to all those questions you've been tormenting yourself over. You'll also get to see Sarah Jones, host of podcast Laughing in the Dark, with local comedians James Barella, Amanda Arnold, Dan Weber, and Becky Bronstein. Come for the advice and stay for the laughs. Friday, September 7th at Kelly's Olympian starting at 9 p.m. All proceeds support X-Ray FM. Uh, you did a good job. Dead air. X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQACHD 3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. It's looping around. delay on Arthur because he's <laughs> unpredictable when he's live. Right. Okay, we're having some technical difficulties. We're just about to have those fixed. All right. Yeah, here we are. Okay. You are listening. Thank you for your patience. Live shows uh, off of the uh off of the actual premises, too. So we had a little difficulty, but we're good now. So you are listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQACHD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Welcome to Casual Sex. I'm Leslie Harper. Sex is an essential and enlightening part of our lives. The goal of our show is to explore ideas, the ways we limit ourselves, and the ways in which we can expand our understanding of sex, love, and relationships. You can join our discussion and are encouraged to do so tonight by texting 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 503-233-9729. So tonight we're switching it up a little bit. Um, Dr. Carrie Cohen... My super BFF cannot be with us. So um, we are joined by my wonderful partner, Ruben. Say hello, Ruben. Hello. Oh, welcome. Um, so before we uh, dive into our topic tonight, I want to let you guys know we're in the middle of our spring fun drive 
um, membership drive uh, or donation drive. Um, I just want to remind y'all, uh, you know, member support provides a large portion of what X-Ray FM needs to run and to grow. Um, together, X-Ray members um, make up a community of people from Portland and beyond who love music uh, and, and discussion and art and want a platform for important issues to be treated with integrity and humor. Um, so you can choose a level of membership that's right for you. Um, and join the X-ray community, or you can make a one-time donation. Um, the pledge line is 503-830-9585. Uh, you can choose to be a member there. You can also go to x-ray.com, um, x-rayfm.com, um, and choose membership and look at your options there. But um, please consider giving a, a donation or becoming a member. Again, the pledge line is 503-830-9585. We rely on members and donations for over 50% of what we do here. So it's really important. Uh, and uh, thanks for hanging in with me. I'm going to probably give you that pledge line again throughout the show. So um, our show tonight, it's fitting that Ruben's here because we're going to be talking about the romances and the finances. Um, so, you know, it's one of the hardest parts of, of sharing life with a, with a partner is figuring out the money angle and, and all that goes into that. Um, so there's a, a newish survey as of this year from um, a place called LearnVest, which is a financial organization uh, focused on helping people achieve financial tranquility. Um, and this, this new survey and study um, showed uh, that one in four people has broken up with a partner over a financial problem. So that's pretty big. That's you know 25% of all people who engage in romantic relationships have actually ended one um, due to issues of money. Uh, plus 77% of millennials, and I don't know how this goes across the board, but for millennials at least, 77% say that finances are more of a source of stress in their romantic relationships than sex is. And this is according to um, a LearnVest survey uh, and study. Um, so many of the articles that I read in researching for tonight um, claim that fighting about finances is the number one predictor of divorce. I think, um, you know, that statistic is kind of loaded, really, because I think that people often fight about money and it's not just they're, they're fighting about all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> uh, not not simply money. Um, and it comes out in that way. But, you know, it is it is obviously indicative of, of something if there's just this sort of constant struggle or discussion or, or fight um, about money. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the ways to alleviate this issue. Um, there are, so the CEO of LearnVest, um, this company I told you about, um, dedicated to helping people um, establish better credit and, and have you know uh, financial tranquility, um, is Alexa uh, Von Tobel. She's the CEO and founder. And she offered some tips um, to managing the issue. And, and here are a few of those. And, and um, we have some emails and we'll talk even further about these when we go into the emails. But one is to know where you stand with your own finances. So, um, you know, to get comfortable, to not believe that you can't have success if you're currently struggling with debt or poor credit, that you can start wherever you are and that there are always ways to improve um, wherever you are. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's really important that you actually know where you stand, how you feel about these things. And you're you're really aware of and comfortable with your own relationship um, to finances when you enter into a partnership where you're sharing so that you know exactly where you're coming from. Um, so the second one that she said is whether or not you and your partner are at odds. So fighting over finances, um, you still must have the discussion. Um, talking about financial hopes and goals is uh, essentially talking about where you want to go together, where you're striving to arrive, um, and how you are each prioritizing these goals. Um, so it's really about aligning values um, together as partners, regardless of formative experiences and differences. And number three is um, the importance of transparency uh, around finances. It's crucial in partnerships. Um, and the more you talk with your partner and have these discussions about finances, the easier the conversation will become. Um, people report, you know, pretty regularly, and I've talked, you know, I, I know a lot of my friends um, find the, the money discussion with their partners to be treacherous um, and, and sometimes boring and sometimes um, possibly uh, um, scary. So, uh, you know, the, the more you do it, just like anything else, the easier it becomes. And I'd throw uh, one more uh, to that list that I was thinking of earlier, and that is everyone, and this is in general for a lot of different um, aspects, but especially finances, 
be kind to yourselves and your partner around finances. There is so much stress that's brought on by a uh, economy and a society that has gotten a lot more expensive to operate in with healthcare and education and the costs of housing. Um, mm-hmm. Everything has shot way up. And it, that, that level of stress and the amount of work that people are doing to keep up with all of this stuff has um, put some real weights on some relationships. So maybe just have some awareness over that and give each other some kindness and some support yeah. where previously you might have been uh, striving for the American dream. Uh, you know, give it to... Uh, now you're struggling not to drown in America. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... I that yeah I, that really resonates with me and kindness goes a long way both with yourself and with your partner it's a very difficult situation for a lot of people based a lot on formative experience which we'll get into um, so we understand that this is a huge topic um, and uh, so you know we, we'll we continue we'll continue to talk about it at a later on a later show um, and but for tonight we'll we'll get to what we can we have some emails and we'll get some texts going and all that so. Um, I don't know, let's maybe before we take a break um, and go, you know, in the next five minutes or so, why don't we talk about, um, you know, what our problems or issues have been around uh, finances in relationships, you know, maybe ours, but just in general, you know? Yeah, I, I really felt that my money stuff is tied in with the rest of my stuff, you know? Uh, I kind of had a what I would consider comfortable upbringing, but it really, in you know, if you play the comparison game, uh, it was probably uh, lower middle class, I would say, mm-hmm. but... I never know. And, uh, but it was enough. There was never extra, but right. we got by. And I grew up with that kind of inability to um, really plan around money. Like we never had enough to say like, okay, at this point we're gonna have this for this vacation. So, you know, I never learned that type of skill and I just would fly by the seat of my pants Yeah, and that carried through to my adulthood. Absolutely, and I have something to say on that too, but first I want to uh, give you all the text line once again. It's 971-220. Five nine seven nine. You can send us a text, and we will reply right here on the air. Um, or you could uh, give us a call. The studio line is 503-233-9729, and we'll just chat with you right here live. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, Ruben. I've had the same thing. I don't feel like I really learned. I certainly didn't learn about how to manage money. I learned um, a lot about how to, you know, sort of some trickery to get out of things when things are about to be shut off. Yes. And all of those kinds of things. And I, I think I grew up with this sense that every that money was a desperate situation for most people. Yeah, it's a weird rush of dopamine when you realize that uh, you can put off a bill for 30 days and you, uh, you, can fi- you can get a really good high off of that particular adjustment to your finances. I think um, generally like Suze Orman and your financial planner types would not consider that a, a plus yeah. uh, in a financial planning system. But man, when, <laughs> when you realize that that electric bill can go till next month, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, but it does, cause, it, but that does create stress too. I mean, it is a good feeling when it happens cause you're like, geez, I, you know, alleviate something in the moment, but the overall stress of, of living with everything being behind all the time is that really takes a toll. So, um, we talked about neuroplasticity uh, a couple of weeks ago um, and legacy, uh, and you know issues of money and how we manage money and and what our relationship is to finances, especially with other people, really relates to that. Um, what we do when we have, you know, what do we do when we don't have examples of how to handle money um, responsibly? Um, I think you know I run into a lot of people who, like Ruben and I, just just um, shared have that experience of like I didn't really have any role models no one really told me you know I have a lot of friends who were like I didn't I didn't know how to balance a checkbook no one told me how to do that um, I had to figure it out as an adult um, you know just things like that that you hear that happen that I think sometimes people just take for granted they've been doing this their whole lives and then they forget to maybe talk to their children <laughs> about how it's done right yeah and there's different styles of um, money interaction too absolutely um, and they all have their benefits and drawbacks and so the saver and the spender and the indulger and uh there's all different categories and i think 
being aware that the other person's point of view does have validity in any conversation is going to be helpful. And especially around money, not to immediately jump to the bottom line when um, you're dealing with the person who is your bottom line. <laughs> bottom line. You're my bottom line. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to a break. I want to remind you all real quick. Uh, once again, our text line, please send us your text so that we can answer them on the air. The text line is 971-220-5979. Uh, you can give us a call. Talk to us live on the air at 503-233-9729. Just with anything you want to add or ask or, or comment on regarding finances and relationships. Also, real quick, our pledge line for our spring membership drive. Uh, 503-830-9585 or you can just go to uh, xrayfm.com or xray.fm rather uh, and you can click on membership and get more information that way. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with Casual Sex. in life are free but you can give them to the birds and bees I want money Cardinal Club, a neighborhood bar and kitchen serving seasonal food and drink from 5 p.m. to midnight Monday through Thursday and 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. Located between Burnside and Cooch on Northeast 28th, Cardinal Club plays vinyl when they're not streaming X-Ray FM. More information available at cardinalclubportland.com. Welcome back. You are listening to Casual Sex. I'm Leslie Harper, and with me tonight is my beloved partner. Hello. I am the beloved partner. Beloved most of the time. Most of the time. Ruben Eisenfeld, right there. Solid majority of the time. Yeah, well, that's what you think, Buster. (laughs) That's what the polling data tells me. (laughs) The exit polls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, all right, so we're back. We're talking about finances and uh, and the finances and the romances. When we combine them, what happens? Things can get tricky. Uh, so we've asked listeners to share questions and experiences with us. Um, you can join the discussion, by the way, in a number of ways. One way is if you want us to read your email and address it on the air, you can email us throughout the week um, to advice at xray.fm. Um, and right now, during the show, you can send us a text. So 971-220-5979, or you can give us a call at 971-233-9729. All right, so let's get to an email, and then maybe we can go back and talk some more about these uh, concerns, um, these bullet points. But why don't we start by checking in with some emails? Mm -hmm. Sounds good, yeah? Yes. All right, so um, why don't you go ahead and read this first one? All right. My partner orders tons of stuff on Amazon that we already have, but she can't find. Then all the packing materials are left out for me to trip over and aren't recycled. Hmm. I've mentioned this countless times, but no change has been made. I don't want to be a nag, but it's really causing some resentment. Thanks. Sincerely, Wendy. Wendy, thank you for that. Yeah. Hmm. You know, immediately what comes to mind i mean that's a short email but it seems like somebody has a difference in what their attitude towards consumption is because though wendy doesn't bring up the idea of spending too much money she mentions the recycling of the (laughs) packaging and also the the purchasing of unnecessary products so i wonder if that's the direction a conversation could take for them is about um just 
utilizing resources more efficiently and uh, planning for purchases and that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, because and oftentimes this ordering tons of stuff on Amazon, especially because uh, Wendy states in the beginning that her partner orders tons of stuff that they already have, but she can't find it. So that, or her partner can't find it. Um, so that sounds like part of the resentment as well. I mean, it does sound like probably the spending um, money on things that they don't need and, and that they in fact already have is part of the resentment as well as the non-recycling partner. Yeah. It's and a, the tripping over one. garbage or, or recycling all the time. With, so, um, yeah, I think uh, the resentment makes sense to me and I think it is about having a discussion Um Maybe coming, to, you know, talking about coming to um, a number um, in in a but within a budget. Like, here's the number of what we can spend, um, you know, on Amazon, for example, um, and let's talk about it beforehand too. I wonder if Wendy's partner would be willing to run the Amazon orders through Wendy, so Wendy could monitor it and mm-hmm. well take you know put things yeah. away when they arrived and that put things away. <laughs> that kind of thing. Have, uh, a d- have a designated scissor drawer. Um, <laughs> scissor. Uh, well, I think that, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things that we will be talking about, too, is the importance of the discussion of, like, you know, talking to your partner before making purchases. And I don't think that means every single purchase. And obviously, this is going to differ um, depending on, you know, what the priorities are for people and what they're comfortable with. So that's really about personalizing the needs within the, the relationship. But that requires the conversation. So, yeah, it sounds like the conversation that they need to be having. She says she's mentioned it, says I've mentioned this countless times, but no change made. Yeah, the, running into roadblocks like that, um, I, that's why you maybe approach it with a different plan around, hey, uh, I'm going to, I can help with this, sort of over-purchasing issue that we have going on. I, You know, tell me when you need something, I'll organize it and put it where it needs to go and then it'll be there for you when you need it. Oh man, that would never work for me. Well. Because part of the joy is, is doing that, you know, you know I, I wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't want to rely on someone else to do my shopping that I want to do for myself. That. Yeah, but Wendy's partner might just be into that. It sounds Maybe. like she's kind of a more in the moment kind of person. You know, I need a yeah. cheese grater right now. But don't you think that's probably part of the appeal of the, the online shopping is to sit down and order stuff and the, well, the joy and the, the dopamine of like ordering the th- stuff online? There is the problem that. Uh, we that Wendy's partner may actually have a, a spending uh, addiction, which is a, a real thing. Mm-hmm. And if it is something that's affecting their finances and is happening to a point where it's out of control, that you know their living space is littered with packaging, it, it could be an actual spending or uh, purchasing right. addiction. So, so I guess there's a number of ways to deal with it depending on the severity of the issue and and, and what where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, but I, I I'm I I hear, I hear what we've been saying, but I have to say that I'm a really big fan of self management. So while I believe that the conversation needs to be had, and I believe that you need to be on the same page about things, and that um, really saying like you know this is actually very important to me, and this is causing me to be resentful, and being honest about that, um, I'm I'm a big believer in self management. That people should really figure out how to manage their own stuff and not rely on other people to do it for them, because I think that just breeds more resentment. Um, yeah, I can see that point of view too. Yeah, so. Should we okay. go to another email? Yeah, I'll read this next one here. All right. Number two. Dear Casual Sex, Hi, I'd like to order some Asian ladies. <laughs> Just kidding. I heard your show last week about that. Infuriating. And what that's refer- referencing, for those of you who didn't hear it uh, uh, last week, is um, that we get a lot of emails on our Facebook page of people looking for, I'm looking for white women age, you know, 19 to 23 and like you know their stats and all this stuff and um, it's, it's infuriating and annoying because of course we're a podcast and a radio show and not a dating site or a mail order woman site yeah so, um, so that's a joke about that and I'm glad you heard that and yes it's infuriating and har 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 so um, <laughs> anyway I have been married eight years and in those years we have bought and sold three houses and spent tons of money on renovations because nothing was ever good enough for me At some point, I stopped running from myself and got myself into therapy and have been working on my issues with this, but I fear I've ruined my marriage because my husband is so resentful about it all. We have crazy debt and it's all my fault. We have started couples counseling, but he seems really shut down. What are the chances do you think a marriage can come back from this? Signed, scared, and regretful. 
Well, mortgages and the renovation of houses are such a huge portion of a financial life for a couple. And everything is included in that. It's your home. So um, a lot of things that are personality um, traits or um, issues that people are having are going to appear during a renovation process, during a mortgage process. And there's all these expectations set around the ownership of houses and, mm-hmm. and this sort of cultural go, 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 buy, buy, buy. Right. Um, and I want to be happy. I want it to look this way. I have an idea. I've always yeah. had an idea of what I want my space to be. And Yeah. Right. And yeah, I think our worst selves can sometimes rear their obnoxious heads in these situations and you get to see each other's worst selves as it were. Absolutely. And I think a marriage can be come back, can come back from those issues. Of course it can. I mean, that of course depends solely on the marriage, the, the, the strength of the relationship. And, uh, you know, to be, to be, uh, look at both sides. What was the partner doing at this time? You know, they, it takes two to sign a mortgage and renovations and participate in that. So the other person wasn't just sitting idly by not knowing all this was going on. So um, I think that uh, don't take all of the blame onto yourself, but it's good that you are working on the part that you feel you were responsible for. Right, no, yeah, the accountability is good, but it's also all my fault seems a little harsh because it's when two people are involved in a situation like this, it's never all one person's fault in my experience. And I, I firmly believe that. So um, I would say, you know, what Ruben said in the beginning of the show, be kind to yourself. Sounds like you do want to work on the relationship. You've both uh, agreed to do couples counseling. So that's great. But, you know, another thing that I was talking about with Ruben earlier is that the person who likes to spend and likes to sort of have things like for, you know, for example, um, I grew up cold all the time in my house growing up because we were pretty poor. And, and one of the ways in which my father, you know, felt it was important to save money was to basically have it be like an ice pop in the house at all times. It's like freezing, like living in a, like I would wake up at night and there'd be like icicles on the inside of the window right by my face where I was sleeping, um, which, you know, as a result, I insist on being warm uh, now all the time and not uncomfortable. But I feel like that's really valuable and you can't take it with you. And this is my life now. Why would I, I want to have, you know, a a good quality of life. And so I spend money that other people might not feel comfortable spending on things like that. But that said, I also have a tendency to overspend when I'm needing some sort of comfort. Um, Yeah. uh, And I know that that can be problematic and has been in my my history with um, people in the past. So, um, I think it's really important to know that like the the person who does the spending is generally the one who gets the blame um, because the squeaky wheel and all that stuff. But, you know, there's some real there's some real cons and downsides to being a miser as well uh, with money and never wanting to spend it because, again, can't take it with you. Um, quality of life in the moment is important. Um, obviously, it's better to have a balance where, you know, you're not spending all of the money and then trying to figure out tomorrow how you're going to pay the mortgage. But I think that there's a good middle ground. And so and there's some yin and yang between people. Right. That's a good thing. If someone's a little more frugal and the other person's a little more, let's just do it. Let's, you know, throw caution to the wind. Being able to combine those forces and, and to find some kind of balance. It sounds like you're in a pretty good position to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And be kind to yourself. And each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for that email. So we're going to take another quick break. I just want to remind you of the text line. Uh, If you have anything to say about finances and relationships um, for you or for anyone, um, or if you just want to, you know, text about anything else having to do with sex, love, or relationships, um, that's absolutely 100% A-OK. The text line is 971-220-5979. Or you can give us a call and talk to us here on the air at 971-319. Five nine seven nine, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Casual Sex.
with the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere. Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment to the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at taboovideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver. Welcome back. You're listening to Casual Sex. I'm Leslie Harper here with my <laughs> brilliant, charming partner, Ruben Neisenfeld. Say hello. Hello. Say hello to the people, Gracie. Hello, people. Um, so we're talking about finances and romances and uh, all that goes along with that. Um, please, uh, if you have something to say to us about it, you want to ask a question or just offer some comments, um, our text line is 971 220-5979 or give us a call at 503-233-9729. So uh, we have a plethora of emails and I feel like reading emails is great, not only because we want to connect with the people who wrote them, but also because it brings up all kinds of things that we can be discussing around this. Um, so why don't we, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this third email here. Um, my partner and I have been getting more serious and are discussing how we can move to a more committed place in our relationship such as moving in together and possibly sharing some finances. However, I have a fair amount of trepidation and emotional baggage around this. He makes much more money than I do and has a more solid retirement plan as well as a nice savings. I, on the other hand, have a great deal of debt and with my salary, God only knows when I will ever pay that off. And don't even get me started on my lack of a solid retirement plan. You and me both. Um, all of this makes me feel like we will have a growing tension because I don't bring enough to the table or maybe I bring too much. He has never said this, but I worry. What do you think is the best way to approach these conversations and dial down my anxiety? That message comes to us from Tanya. So. Yeah, that is uh, a fundamentally uh, important question. And it sounds like they're doing a good job processing it at this point before, you know, they run off and to Vegas or you know anything haphazard like that it seems like these are the good questions to be having now in the mm -hmm. first place um, and the advice around that I'm think I'm trying to see here if it's they've talked about it, it looks like they have um, God only knows I pay it off all this makes me feel like Oh, oh, he has never said this, but I worry. So mm. it does sound like they it sounds like they might be having a conversation, but he's but maybe not. Maybe she's just uh, getting ready to approach the conversation because it says, uh, what do you think is the best way to approach these conversations and dial down my anxiety? So um, so approaching the conversation. Yes, I think um, coming from a place of how of, of just you know, stating facts um, and then, you know, your own concerns and the way that you feel about that um, as this as soon as possible is the way to do that. Um, I think, you know, you'd probably be pretty you, you could be pleasantly surprised by um, what you know, how much anxiety you've created over something that really isn't going to create anxiety between the two of you together. Um, oh, someone's, someone's behavior around money can be observed before these conversations happen. Like you will know a lot by how someone tips and how someone treats <laughs> servers and wait staff. Um, you can take those cues and blow them up to bigger issues. If somebody is thoughtful and considerate with those level decisions, they're going to be the same at a higher level. Uh, that has always been my experience. Right. And I think that's one thing you could look at is how does he tip the <laughs> well, I mean, I think, but it's, but it, I understand what you're saying, but I also think that they, it doesn't sound like they don't know these things about one another. I mean, they're, they've right. made a decision to move in together and it sounds like they are aware of each other's finances, but she has trepidation because she's afraid that maybe she doesn't bring enough and they've not really had that conversation. Well, so she's carrying anxiety about if she can bring enough or if this is going to cause stress f for him or 
if um, if if she is open and honest and puts the the uh opens up the books to be looked at and is not ashamed of them that's one thing that i would say is negotiate from strength be um aware that debt occurs and um that's part of life and you're making payments on it and you've done uh, the best you can and are moving in a certain direction uh, that may be more in an upward tick than was in the past uh, but i would put it out there and let it be what it is and not be ashamed of it and don't have that fear of being judged over it because finances are not you right and i would add two things first of all if this partner does not know about um, your about the the emailer's financial circumstances, then that is something that needs to be talked about before moving in together. Because again, like you know what we've what we've heard um, and from professionals in this area around like what doesn't work and what does work is transparency is key, um, and that you should each know where you come from, what you bring to the table, what you plan to do, how you plan to prioritize, where. Um, you know what what you are both striving to achieve and does it work for you to strive to achieve these things together will you prioritize the same way um so the conversation is is important to have before moving in regardless um it sounds like you know if you're getting to a place where you're getting more serious and discussing moving in together you probably know some of this stuff about each other already and it sounds like he's already you know if he's wanting to or she's partner no he he um is is interested in moving in together and already has been in a relationship where you've gotten to this place and knows some of these things about your situation. Um, he's, he's obviously, you know, pretty cool with wherever it is that you're at, um, because he wants to move in with you. Yeah, (laughs) I totally agree with that. And share finances. I would throw out there, this just came into my brains. Also do not abdicate your awareness and involvement in your own finances to anybody. This goes out to all the people out there in Radio Land. Know what your situation is. Know where your payments are going. Don't sign anything that you don't know what it is. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily apply to uh, yeah. this emailer. Yeah, we'll actually get to that a little bit. More. Yeah, I just, I just think that uh, that can really lead to a world of trouble down the road is, yeah. is abdicating awareness, at least, of your own financial well, situation. That brings up a good point, too, because if, in fact, it's causing a lot of anxiety, you can sort of like make a decision to keep things somewhat separate and still live together. Absolutely. If you do want to share finances, then you need to figure out how to do that together in a way that you're both comfortable with. Absolutely. But you can have that conversation and say, you know, with things being so different and with this trepidation that I'm feeling, why don't we move in together? But why don't we hold off on sharing finances? I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Um, Quickly, I want to say our text line, 971-220-5979. Call in line, 503-233-9729. So, yeah. Um, it sounds like you already have someone who is wanting to share his life with you. Uh, I think the best thing to do is just to say, you know, I'm having some feelings about this. We need to get it. We need to get the conversation um, out on the table before we go further with this um, and just share your concerns and and be uh, I think when you're willing to be vulnerable around your fears, um, that's when real change and progress happens. So good luck with that. Thank you for your email. Looks like a uh, text has come in. Aha. Want to read it? Text line. Uh, I will read that. I don't think my boyfriend wants to get married because I have student loan debt and he doesn't. How does debt affect your partner? Will he become responsible for it? Uh, Any debts incurred uh, before the marriage are the responsibility of the individual. So he would not be responsible is for that a student true? loan. That is you're, true. You're absolutely 100% sure of that? I'm 100% sure huh. of that. What does become uh, the responsibility of uh, the marriage is uh, when the partners after the marriage uh, begin to buy homes or incur other debt. And that then is the responsibility of both partners. The credit score of someone... Uh, an individual would affect any joint application for um, 
loans or right. that kind of thing. Any kind of loan or, or home loan or mortgage, and that would all be taken into consideration. And taxes, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. course, then all get stuck together. So, but yeah. But to me, I immediately read that. When I read that, I immediately thought, uh, that's a bit of a yellow flag, maybe not a red flag, but definitely a yellow flag <laughs> for me. That's a yellow flag. Everyone these days has student loan debt mm-hmm. and a, a partner who has trepidation over engaging with someone because of their student loan debt may not be <laughs> dating anyone in the well, future. Well, yeah, uh, that's that's a good point. But I also think it's okay. I, I also think, you know, marriage is kind of overrated anyway. And I think like if you don't want to, uh, you know, join everything together, that's okay too. I think you can love someone and want to be with them without, you know, and maybe knowing your limitations sometimes around these things too. And like, you know, this causes me stress. This causes me to not be my best self when I'm worried about all of this debt. Um, you know, and and partnering without the need to, you know, throw everything into a big pile and call it ours. Yeah, I I guess a lot of it would hinge on how is uh, the partner approaching the issue? Are they being demeaning? Are they being condescending? Yeah. Or are they being maybe a little cautious and if it's a you know if it's falling under that cautious category that's something that can be worked with but if if it's that condescending superiority stuff from somebody who may have had their parents pay for their school <laughs> uh, i think we might be yeah it's time it's, it's time to hit the old eject button <laughs> <Ba-ding>. yeah <laughs> yeah where's our sound effects button when we need it i know um yeah i like that answer all right um we need to take one more break before we do that. I want to remind you, um, uh, we're doing our, our spring membership drive. And I want to remind y'all that, um, you know, Radio X-Ray FM belongs to you. And it belongs to you because uh, it's commercial free, first of all, which is wonderful. Um, it's it's all about highlighting the best um, of our communities here in Portland. Um, uh, the best, the, the, the distinctive voices of Portland, the art, the music. Um, the, the people uh, who really make the city what it is. And um, in order for this to continue in the way that it does, we need to, um, you know, strengthen the, keep the community straight, uh, strong. And we garner, you know, over half of, of our budget comes from members and um, donors. Um, and so I would like to encourage you to uh, consider going to xray.fm, going to the membership um, portion of the website and taking a look. Um, at the frequently asked questions and how you can become a member and all of that good stuff. Um, if you have thought about it before but haven't done it, now's the time during our membership drive that we can really keep track of how much is coming in and there's all kinds of easy peasy ways to do that. So take a look. Um, our text line, 971-220-5979. Our call in line, 503-233-9729. Tonight we are talking about uh, finances and romance. Um, We're about to take a break, but when we get back, we'll get to a couple more emails uh, and some texts. Uh, You're listening to Casual Sex. See you in a minute. At first we started out real cool. Taking me places I ain't never been But now you're getting comfortable Ain't doing those things you did no more You're slowly making me pay for things Your money should be handling And now you ask to use my car Drive it all day and don't fill up the tank And you have the audacity to even come and step to me Ask to hold some money from me Until you get your check next week You're trifling Good for nothing type of brother Spring has sprung and so has X-Ray FM's Spring Fun Drive. Support the station you love and become part of the X-Ray family by donating at xray.fm. Welcome back. You're listening to Casual Sex. I'm Leslie Harper, and with me tonight is my partner, Ruben Eisenfeld. Hello. Hello. Um, so we've been talking about romances and finances. 
Um, what gives with this this topic? It can be pretty tricky. Um, there can be a lot of shame. Um, there can be a lot of fear. There can be a lot of uh, anger. There are all kinds of things that can go along with this. Um, I think you know one of the things we've we've been talking about is the importance of transparency of having the conversation, even if you are not having. Uh, an issue with this so you're not fighting about finances with your partner things are moving along still really important to have the discussion about where you stand what you're striving for where you hope to be um what would you do if there was a financial calamity (laughs) yeah what would you do then what would you do then (laughs) um and you know it's just good to be on the same page to really know you know where you want to be um, what stresses you out? What doesn't stress you out? All that kind of stuff. How you can? What what strengths do you bring? What obstacles do you have for both of you? How can you help each other out? All of that stuff is really important to talk about um, because you know you might not be having fights about it, but there might be some undercurrent of resentment building up that will come out later, and you've never had the discussion. You could have avoided it altogether by being on, um, by by being transparent about your needs around that. Super important stuff. Yes. Um. We've also been talking a little bit about um, how we can talk, how can we have that conversation? Like, what are some good ways to have that conversation? Um, Vulnerability is a big key factor of this, I think, for a lot of people, especially if we feel like there's some discrepancy between, or not some discrepancy, well, yeah, I mean, some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, between between differences differences yeah so you know one person for example we had an emailer who said you know i've got this enormous amount of debt and um the person that i'm considering moving in with we're considering moving in and sharing our finances but this person makes a lot more money has a retirement plan doesn't have a lot of debt um and this person felt uncomfortable um some trepidation about being the one entering the relationship with the debt and and um, all of that. So, you know, those are the kinds of conversations that you can have, and that's not always going to be easy. So, um, let's talk about that. How to, how how to have that conversation besides just what we've said already, which is, you know, of course, the transparency and honesty. Take take the numbers out of it for the first part of the conversation. Mm, smart. Don't sit down with a spreadsheet. And be like ninety nine point seven, and then we're in an acronym and the combination of these. Don't do that. You know, <laughs> don't bring your abacus to talk, the table. Talk about mutual goals, mutual dreams. You know, let that conversation grow uh, first, and bring the um, numbers behind it later. And I think that's a a way that people who are a little more on the conservative side financially and people who are a little more on the liberal side financially can come to an understanding is if you build that dream together and you can show the other person, well, this is how that can happen and it will reward both of us and enrich both of our lives, um, then somebody who's a little more liberal with spending can see, oh yeah, saving compound interest, I get it. And (laughs) somebody who's a little more conservative. Snooze fest. (laughs) Um. Can see the points of view of oh yeah Paris in the spring is really <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> um oh my goodness uh well and there's also a lot to be said about you know if you do have this conversation you know like Ruben mentioned earlier um the class thing um if people are coming from two totally different formative or upbringings or formative experiences um you know how can I have this conversation and really like there are other ways besides just coming right out and saying, I want to have a conversation about money. Um, and, and Ruben touched on this a little bit earlier, but I wanted to come back to it, which is you were saying, you know, you, there's a lot you can learn about someone and how they value money and people um, and how they value, uh, you know, the, the need to either enjoy life as it goes or, you know, save for I don't know what some people save forever and then they you know they die with other money mm-hmm. saved but what was the point of that um it really does be just befuddle me yeah um but it happens a lot so you know you can learn a lot just by observing how people behave in the world when you go to dinner when you go out when you're discussing finance you know when you're watching tv or movies or you know reading something or listening to the radio and you know these kinds of issues come up around living around spending around vacations you can find out what this, you know, a lot about what someone values and if you share values, if they're in alignment before you even go into the sort of nitty gritty or the thickness of talking about actual money. Yeah. And if you're in the place of not uh, being as informed or comfortable with money as your partner and you feel uncomfortable about something, 
let them know that. I think a lot of people with money issues and like, uh, you know, uh, finance type stuff and taxes and that kind of thing just don't want to deal with it because it's that math thing or, you know, they have a kind of phobia against it. And if you're uncomfortable, express that and understand it. And maybe they can um, help you with that or you can find resources to come to an understanding of what's going on fiscally in and your might, household. And might I also say, just like relax. Oh, yeah. Man, because it's money and it's not... It's important, and I get all of that. I'm not going to give you like a hippy dippy like. Yeah, it's just money, man. It is. A, it, it is, is a false money. construct imposed <laughs> on us by the man to keep us all down. Yeah. So let's. It's, it's nice take to take a step back. You know, Marlon Brando said this thing in the this documentary we watched about him that Marlon, the one where it's all in his words from like oh yeah posthumous like of uh, you know films and things that they found and recordings he made, and he said turns out he was Colonel Kurtz. He said I don't care about money. I know, or no, I I want to make enough money that I don't have to care about money, mm, and yeah. that's it. And I understand that. Yeah, that'd be great. Enough money that it's not like always on the forefront of how am I going to make ends meet. Blah blah. I get all of that, especially at forty five. I didn't get it at twenty like I do now. But I will say it is money. People are more valuable than valuable than money, and so go easy on yourself and each other um, in this process. And don't take out a loan to start a marijuana store. <laughs> well, I don't know. Unless you both agree, that's a good idea. Sure. Um, it's a big, it's a big uh, industry right now, as we all know. Yeah. Now that it's been legalized, and you know, pe- all the people who criminalized it before and put people in prison for it can make money now. Yeah. So, anywho, that's a whole nother yeah show. Um, do you yeah. want to go ahead and read one more email? We have yeah. time for another email. This is this is a a, a pretty great story, um, but uh, it's got a lot Whoa. of twists and turns. Okay. So. Uh, casual sex, this topic hits very close to home. I'm a 65-year-old woman, and I have been with my partner for 23 years. He has always been terrible with money. About 10 years ago, he went off the deep end and started listening to these far-out conspiracy theorists mm. who believe that if you write letters to the bank and the government using the right language, you wouldn't be responsible for any debt incurred in your name. Oh, boy. It was nonsense, but he was so afraid of his student loan debt and the mor- but he was so afraid of his student loan debt and the mortgage on our house that he had to find some way to avoid it. Got it. Okay. Well, little did I know he stopped paying the mortgage. Oh, we defaulted and had to give up our house. Oh. We sold it for far less than it was worth and moved out of the state. I cannot tell you how angry I was. It has been such an issue that 10 years later, it still comes up in our arguments. In fact, we have recently sought couples counseling to deal with it. We didn't deal with it when it happened, and now it has festered. It's unfair to keep for, uh, to, it's mm-hmm. unfair to him to keep throwing this in his face 10 years later. It's know. unfair to me that I was forced to give up my home as a result of his irresponsible actions. I just wanted to contribute my two cents and let people know these issues can haunt you for life. Right. But it's never too late for forgiveness and resolution. Signed, Moving Forward. I want to uh, thank you, Ruben, for your great care in the reading of that. Oh, yes. Email. Oh, yes. You're very articulate and... I stumbled, enunciated every, I stumbled a couple times. Well, but you, you know, excellent diction and enunciation. Mm. So, wow, this is, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty enormous. At first I thought it was going to be like they sent their money to like Ethiopia, an Ethiopian king. I know a guy who did that. Um, wow, that's another that's another conversation, but that's what I thought it was going to be. But yeah, so I've, I've heard of this, um, getting out of debt by, you know, carefully worded or um, maybe some kind of like this was stolen and you know therefore I'm not responsible for it um, this is a really a, a serious thing and, and and one thing I find interesting about it first of all I want to say I want to acknowledge that she this person I don't know if it's she actually says um, that they're, they've sought couples counseling to deal with it that is great that means you have together decided that it is worth um processing and i also want to say it is extremely natural and normal for 10 years later if you've not resolved an issue of this magnitude for it to keep coming up that's what happens with these kinds of issues just like with trauma which well this is trauma this is very traumatizing this is a trauma that was perpetrated by your trusted partner and sprung on you 
Um, and so that kind of trauma just lives inside of you in this way uh, until it's resolved. You have to go through it. Uh, you can't bounce around it. You can't jump over it. You know, you have to go through it or else it just sits there and festers like it's been doing for you. So please understand uh, it's not doesn't have much to do with fair. I mean, it wasn't certainly wasn't fair for you to lose your house, like you said. Um, it, and, and as far as it not being fair to keep throwing it in his face, it's going to keep coming up if you don't work it out. So I think you were on the right track by um, together deciding, you know, we are worth um, the effort and the work and let's go and do the work so that we can get past this. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I I wonder if he's gotten out of that deep end of the pool yet. Is he sitting in a deck chair having a nice pina colada now? Because if he's still swimming around in that, mm-hmm. that may be a bigger issue at this point than what happened 10 years ago with the house because the... The uh, the trust thing is... It? Yeah, the trust, and he may just come up with the next great scheme, um, you know, INI's gold water or whatever, and all that <laughs> money could be gone. So I would be wary if, if your partner is still swimming in the... Uh, uh, libertarian cesspool, as it were. Yeah, I would too. However, I think that since we don't know um, what's actually happening net currently, and it sounds like this is much more about what did happen and, and the need to get over that, all of that stuff can come up in therapy. Whatever's yes, happening can. now. I mean, you guys, I have to tell you, I think everyone, and I've told Ruben this a hundred times, t- I've told him a hundred times, <laughs> I think everyone... <laughs> I don't listen. <laughs> I think, yes, oh boy. Um, again, that's another conversation, but I do think that everyone should go to therapy. Everyone should, I mean, it's an objective person who is trained to listen to what you have to say and give you advice. And if you like jibe with that person and that person is smart and you make sense to you, nothing better than getting that objective perspective from someone who doesn't have an emotional investment in your decisions. Um, so yeah, you're doing it. You're going, you can bring up all these things as you go. And, you know, hopefully you'll have a therapist who will help guide you in that discussion and, um, and sort of, you know, move you toward other things that might need to come up in order to heal. So good luck with that. I'm really glad to hear you're doing that. So, um, I think we should talk about some takeaways now that we've only got a couple more minutes. Let's do that. Um, so in talking about finances and partnerships and, and also y'all remember that this is a really big topic and there's a lot to say about it, um, both in the aspects of neuroplasticity and formative experience, um, in the ways that people are different and have different experiences and, and different priorities and how can you become aligned with someone if you want to share, uh, finances and, and, and a partnership, um, all of these things are really important and it's much larger, um, a conversation than you know the one hour that we had tonight. So we will be Carrie and I will be revisiting this conversation later. Um, but for tonight um, in our discussion, I think our takeaways. So one is, I guess, when you enter into a partnership, know where you are financially. Um, what's important to you? Um, you know, where do you lie now? Where do you hope to be? Uh, and then align your value, align your values. Talk about what money goals you have for your future, and be transparent about your saving and spending habits, and debt, and all of that. Yeah, those are all um, great ideas. And I guess I would add in there, be proud of your financial life. If it's chaos, own it. If it's pristine and uh, ready to be a Harvard Business School investment example, own that. (laughs) But don't fall into the shame spiral over finances. Right. Um, because that just adds to avoidance and avoidance increases the problems both in a relationship and in the bank account. Absolutely. Be kind to yourselves and to one another. Life is stressful and expensive. So be patient with, uh, yourself and with others. Um, let's see, find creative ways to deal with financial issues. So try to change your roles or look at things from a new perspective. Uh, control issues can come out when money's involved. Absolutely. Oh, my Lord. Ask Ruben about that. I, I'm so controlling. I wasn't listening. What? See? So, okay. Can everyone see what I'm dealing with here? Wow. Like, I'm on the radio with him. He's sitting right next to me, and he wasn't listening. Which, I mean, oh, boy. I think Ruben and I have, need to have a whole series of these. Um, DJ Ed's here. Hi, DJ Ed. DJ Ed. I could tell he was really empathizing with me just then. Yeah, So, um. He was. Um, he definitely was. You, you guys have a radio baby, I hear. <laughs> he has a radio baby. Oh. We love the radio baby. Let's not, start, let's not start an x-ray scandal. All right. Also, I want to say this. Um, we're just about out of time. Um, next week, 
uh, we are going to be talking about um, raising uh, or dating um, as a single parent um, with small, both with small children and with uh, young adult children, what this looks like, um, what kinds of issues come up. We have three people who have done this in various points in their lives with very different experiences who are going to be discussing. That's me, myself, Carrie, uh, Dr. Carrie Cohen, and uh, 